0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for another edition, a Hall of Fame edition of Running the Bases. Here with you always is Tucker Wells, play-by-play, and joined by Coach Jordan Bounds. Coach, welcome back from Cooperstown. It's good to be here. Yeah. Well, I
1: don't know. I'd rather be still be there.
0: <laughs> well, you put up a good argument there. Um. So, uh, Hall of Fame weekend is is behind us. Um, Glavin, Maddox, Cox, all going in together. Coach, what was it like? Uh, it, it was wonderful. I mean, um, I will say one
1: thing. I I mean, and and I thoroughly enjoyed being there. I thought it was important that I was there. Well, no, no it wasn't important that I was there. It was important for me that I was there, uh, and. Uh, I enjoyed it. But if you have not been to the Hall of Fame, the time to go is not during induction weekend. Uh, I've been there in the past. And uh, going through the hall itself this weekend, it was so crowded. It was just so crowded. Uh, And that's not the the time you want to be there. I I was glad for the crowds and everything. And uh, but it.
0: your first time in Cooperstown you shouldn't be that crowded. Yeah. Um well as a uh what what's your favorite exhibit in the hall? Or favorite um, wing even?
1: Uh, probably my and it's probably a room is what you would call it where they have all of these uh trophies they have like uh, in the middle of this there is a giant box with all of the different World Series rings from, uh, ever, but they have different trophies. Uh, there's an old New York Giants trophy that's about five feet tall. It's just tremendous thing. And it's given to the trainer because they were so happy, uh, you know, at at the job that he did that year. I mean, they're, uh, MVP trophies, golden gloves, but, uh, that's probably my favorite. You know, were there any contracts, Oh, yes. They had. uh, Yeah. I mean, they have the uh, actual contract where Babe Ruth
0: is sold to the Yankees uh, is in there. Yeah. Yeah. I you know that we just had recently in another sport, Michael Jordan's uh, last contract with the Chicago Bulls sold at auction for over I want to say over forty thousand dollars. You know, and it's interesting that those are becoming like birth certificates and things of that nature. You know, college recruiting letters are becoming uh, big collectibles in the collectible world. Uh,
1: The scouting reports that are written are always interesting, uh, particularly those that pertain to Hall of Famers.
0: Yeah. Well, so as a Braves fan, what what were the emotions like on induction day? Um.
1: Induction Day, I um, well, first of all, I think all of the speeches by the three Braves that were there were what was to be expected. Uh, Maddox's was short, funny, uh, bawdy, uh, and, I mean, just, you know, mildly bawdy from what we know he is. Uh, Glavin's was uh respectful well thought out uh the uh kissing up to his new wife you know and uh i mean uh it, it was what you would expect uh bobby was like i don't deserve to be here it's all my players you know just giving it all to them it, it was what you expected from the three of them uh and uh i i, I do think they really all of them uh, threw out something to Smoltz, you know, uh, you know, hoping to get him in there next year. And Bobby's like, you know, he's all over trying to get Chipper in there. I mean, Chipper's mentioned after Smoltz probably uh, more than anybody that wasn't there. I, it it was it was good times.
0: Yeah, as a Brave fan watching from home here in Atlanta, I was just, you know, I I, I had a sense of uh, of. Pride and just you know, just a swell of happiness and joy seeing this moment because you know it, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunately true that ever since the end of that era, you know, Braves baseball has had Chipper Jones, and that's about it. You know, Um as yeah, far we as Andrelton Simmons, now so. we do. It, right now is 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 the the start of something great potentially. You know, with Freddie Freeman, Andrelton Simmons, Julio Teheran. Um, without a doubt, but for that team, the worst of first starting it off, um, and those two and, and Yeah, Chipper with, was the last of that era, no doubt. Absolutely. And and you know, it, it's gonna be a long time. It'll be you know, it's gonna take Freddie and Andrelton and Tehran and, and possibly Kimbrel having epic careers where they stay here for ten plus years. Um you know and so we're going to see this again we'll see Chipper I'm sure I'm pretty confident about Smoltz but you know it's th- this is a moment of of appreciation from the greatest in the game that we're not going to see that often you know, you know for wh- for, our, for Atlanta and for Atlanta Braves I think one of the uh things in
1: the speech is I thought how Bobby was uh so appreciative of 1991 and he uh, said, you know, 95 and winning the world championship, that was great. But 91 was, you know, that was the best. As a Braves fan, you know that's true if you live through that era. And they didn't win a championship, but 91 was so much more important than 95. And Bobby knew it. You know, Bobby, who's kind of measured by world championships and stuff, you know, uh, But he knew how important 91 was to the Braves and the city and everything else.
0: Great article from ESPN. I I put it on our Facebook page about why didn't the Braves win more championships. And, you know, they go through each postseason, even the ones where we didn't, you know, reach the World Series. And it's just, you know, it it, it makes you appreciate that much more that, you know, you look at Frank Thomas, also inducted. He only won one. And it was at the very end of his time, literally his last year with the White Sox, when he was a non-factor. So, uh,
1: not, not he had a tremendous April <laughs> that year. He did. He hit twelve home runs. You know, he won them several games. They went by one. He
0: is really pretty important to that. Well, that's a good point. I didn't even think about that. I was unaware of that. I I don't. I can't even say. I feel as though he was injured at the end of that year. Oh, he was.
1: I mean, after April, he was a non factor but he had a heck of an April.
0: <laughs> well, you can put it on the board. Yes. <laughs> so, um, I, I also appreciated from Glavin, who was my favorite, by far. He was my favorite pitcher. He was
1: my son's favorite, as well.
0: Yeah. And and, and for for the most part, because he and Smoltz were there from the beginning, and even more so, Glavin was drafted by us, so... All that and more, I love how he, he said that, you know, 91, Bobby Cox and Sherholtz and the whole organization, but they put the Braves back on the map, to which I say they put us on the map, period. Mm-hmm. It's hard to think that we were ever on it with the exception of 74 and, you know, 82. So. Hank Aaron pretty much kept us on the map as long as he was playing baseball. Agreed. So um, what did you think of uh, Tory's speech? uh left before uh
1: it was over i thought it was really too long yeah uh his was <laughs> the only one uh and some guy in a syracuse uh t-shirt was yelling at people for leaving and calling them all sorts of names calling a, a couple of little girls that were like nine and ten years old uh all sorts of names for leaving this speech you know uh a yelling at an old man who was being carried out by emergency workers for passing out for not having the respect to stay
0: there longer. Wow. But well, a I'm classy not going to go guy. To... He was. Yeah. <laughs> good, good, good role model of, of upstate New York. Um, what was the, what was the weather like? There's uh,
1: the, uh, Actually, the next day we uh in driving back to Hartford, we went through a tremendous storm where trees were being blown down, poles were being blown down, we kept having to uh drive around and also saw one of the greatest rainbows i've ever seen uh, otherwise the weather was fine you know it's in the seventies and stuff uh, it was nice excellent where does uh where did y'all stay uh, We stayed one night in a historical hotel in Schenectady, a hotel that uh, was at a famous vaudeville theater, and they had this plaque of all the people that had stayed there, and uh, everybody from Barbara Eden to the Harlem uh to the prime minister of Israel. I mean, it was like uh, every governor of New York going back through Rockefeller. I mean, it was tremendous. Um, the... Um, we stayed in Schenectady one night. We stayed in Albany one night. That was awful. And we stayed in uh, Hartford another night. We kind of like traveled all over northern uh, New York. Where does uh, where does one fly into to get oh, to Cooperstown? Uh, you could fly into a lot of different places. You could fly into Albany uh, or Syracuse. Or uh, we flew into Hartford, Connecticut. Um, which was a fairly long drive but it wasn't bad.
0: Yeah. So you take or Justin your son he takes you this time. You took him to Cooperstown in 91, part of a great baseball road trip uh that summer. Um so what was it like being there with your son?
1: Uh it was the best. I mean, you know, that's uh that's what uh and it was
0: kind of a full circle sort of thing, you know. Uh it, it was it was a great thing what was uh what was his favorite moment from the weekend um, well, the speeches would be for both of us uh the um, he
1: didn't know what to expect as much from the speeches as i did uh we It was really interesting seeing all of uh these hall of famers outside of different places signing uh autographs and stuff and seeing all of these guys uh, the uh there was <laughs> One uh, one group of people that were traveling together was Denny McLean, Ryan Klesko, and John Rocker. Uh, what, a, what a group. Uh, and Rocker was raffling off uh, a chance to go
0: drinking with him. <laughs> Where does one buy tickets for such a raffle? Uh,
1: from John Rocker.
0: And oh, I, I don't think
1: anybody bought
0: any. I mean, no? You know? And what was he raising money for? John Rocker, <laughs> yeah, I you know I might pay fifty cents. Is he buying the drinks or am I? I don't know. Well, I'm, if I am, no I, deal. I didn't buy in, but I don't think
1: anybody was charging fifty cents for anything there. Yeah,
0: uh, well, that's that's good business sense. I mean, come on. So, um, what, uh, Justin? What did um, uh, your son? What was his favorite exhibit? You know what, what elicited the the most? you know, boy-like reaction from him.
1: Uh, I don't know. We, we both had been to the Hall of Fame before and the exhibit was, uh, so packed. I think, uh, Justin marveled a little bit more at some of the older bats, you know, these old bottle bats that were, you know, like 40 inches long. Uh, but I don't think the exhibit drew that much from either of us because it was so crowded. It really was. Uh, Justin's favorite player has always been Tom Glavin. So, uh, the, uh, Glavin's speech and everything probably meant the most to him.
0: Did you get much of a look at the exhibit for this year's class? I oh, that, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, uh, yes. What was that like? Just describe just what, what kind of items did they have in it for Glavin, Maddox, um, Cox, Tory, LaRusa, any of them?
1: They had, uh, Gloves, bats, balls, pictures, all that sort of stuff. I think perhaps what's more interesting, they have a locker for every major league team and have inside of that locker gloves, you know, like, well, uh, there were inside of the Braves locker, there were a couple of things that belonged to Chipper. Uh, there was something that belonged to Freddie Freeman, uh, I don't remember everybody yet. uh but I mean you know they uh it was interesting to see who they picked for each of uh these things in different lockers. Uh one um I know Justin asked at one point a uh somebody from the Hall of Fame, why is there a Pete Rose exhibit?
0: You know, if he's not allowed to be in there. There's a Pete Rose exhibit. Oh yeah. Wow. That's kind of kept under wraps. No. You can't. The Baseball
1: Hall of Fame does not deny baseball history. They may not, uh, good or bad. Uh, so uh, why would they leave out? You know they can't be representing baseball history and not include the all-time hits leader. That doesn't mean they're going to make them a member. You know, but um, you
0: know. well, what you just said though. If I was there, I'd be like, I I would draw attention to the irony of said exhibit
1: right well there is some irony to it that's for sure
0: yeah well on that note uh were there any exhibits of mcguire in the summer of 98 or bonds in 2001 the 73 home run year
1: um i don't well no there is uh
0: is there any acknowledgement at all about 763
1: in the you go there is an ex there's there's one exhibit that is a kind of chronological uh view of baseball starting early on and they'll talk about uh the Cubs of the aughts and then and the Giants of these different you know, New York Giants of these different years and uh what teams broke uh streaks and stuff in the A's uh, they do show Conseco and Maguire together at some time being uh the um, what were they called the bash brothers yeah the bash brothers uh but um the uh that's the only mention I saw of McGuire in the entire hall of fame there may be one you know I, I uh but that's the only one i saw and the uh i don't think i saw Barry Bonds
0: mentioned anywhere wow you know watching the speeches again on television um it became clear to me, really, for the first time, why it is that those guys will never get in. Um, I, I think, without a doubt, at this point, because, you know, I mean, what 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 do you think it would be like if Barry Bonds... What would his speech be like? Or would he even go? If he got elected oh, to the well, Hall of he, Fame... He, he would go. Yeah. Uh,
1: but... Uh, i i don't know but i do think this new rule that they have reducing the years to get in from 15 to 10 was a direct uh attempt at keeping these guys out
0: yeah yeah i mean i can't imagine it what what would it be like if if you know mark maguire got up there for, do, do you think the crowd would be completely receptive i mean they were very i didn't you know one thing that was interesting that was when joe tory starts talking about the 96 world series um especially (laughs) the layer home run um i didn't hear a lot of booing from the braves contingent which there was a sizable amount what would you say the ratio was of braves fans to everybody else
1: there was more than half of the fans there were braves fans more than half
0: yeah and they yeah they sounded uh you know looking at the television there was an there was a hat with an a on it pretty much everywhere with a little uh, Chicago and yeah, New York I, I will, and the Cardinals sprinkled I will
1: in. say, I mean, there were as many Yankee fans as I would expect there is every year at the Hall of Fame, seeing how as it is in New York. Uh, Justin and I both marveled that there were hardly any, we hardly saw any Met hats. I, I saw one the final day. That was it. Um the uh, Chicago represented well. They came out, you know. You know there were some guys behind us, uh, like five guys: one with an F, one with an R, one with an A, one with. A, I, and, saw and so, I saw uh, that. I saw that. Uh, I mean, there were they. I have to rewatch that and look for you. Uh, we're we're in front of them. Uh, <laughs> the uh, it, it, you know, Chicago was uh, was out there. Considering they had one guy, we were also thinking. Uh, the last uh, white sock that went in as a white sock was probably Aparicio. Uh or no, ne- no, it would have been Nellie Fox. I'm sorry, uh, Fox got in after Aparicio, I think. Uh, I mean Fisk and uh, Gossage, uh, the white socks both claim, but they're not wearing white sock uniforms. You know, they're not. They didn't go in with white sock logos.
0: Yeah, Frank Thomas far and away is the the most popular probably the greatest white sock player in the last you know 20 years i know you listen to those speeches and everything you might think it was harold baines <laughs> good point he was mentioned several times by la Russa in particular as being the um the start of that franchise for when he was managing there so good point um uh so joe tory um He said it in his speech that he's not there without the Yankees. Um, Who do you think from that dynasty... Now, Jeter's automatic. But who else from that Yankee dynasty do you think is going to be in the Hall of Fame? Rivera. Rivera. That's a good one. That's an easy one. Um, I don't know that anybody else is. Um, You think Pettit? Does Pettit have enough of a resume? I
1: I don't think Pettit gets in. We have the question as to whether Clemens will ever get in. Um
0: and plus the, with Clemens you know, mostly a Red Sock, but you know, definitely at the, the end of his career a, a He would Yankee. he would
1: be trying to get in as a uh, he'd probably be trying to get in as an Astro. Um <laughs> the uh if I I can't think Posada would get in,
0: uh cano continues on you know uh, well i'm just talking i was just curious about the yankees of the of the late 90s that dynasty what what made tory the manager that he is you know as far as prominent success hall of fame worthy who from that era outside of jeter and rivera do you think gets in
1: I'm not sure. It's anymore. hard to it, think. It's it,
0: really hard. You know, there's Paul O'Neill, Scott Brocious, John Wetland. Did he have enough of a career?
1: Uh, of all, I think Bernie Williams had, was better than any of them, maybe. Uh, but I, he's not Hall of Famer. Uh, I, I don't know that any uh, anybody other than Mo and Jeter get in from that era. Yeah. But that's, you know, two from one team
0: in one era. That's a lot. Yeah, but Hey. Two Braves in one year, huh? Uh-huh. Oh, I know. Three yeah. Braves. And w- three Braves. And then one more next year, and then probably one more about four years after that. So we'll see. Um, so, a- a- an estimated crowd of 50,000 people. Pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, you say third largest all time for an induction. Uh, I heard that. Yes. I heard that as well. Ripken and Gwynn have the record of 75,000 for their induction year, uh, about 2007. So my question now is, uh, five years from now or six years, whatever it is, when Jeter is getting inducted, how big do you figure that crowd is? I figure that to be the largest crowd ever. Yeah, I would too. Because
1: it's in New York. It's so much easier. I mean, you could just drive there uh, if you know, you're know you living in the city. You just drive there uh, on that Sunday, uh, I mean, but... No, I, I
0: I can't imagine there being a larger crowd than that. Do you figure Jeter brings all of his ex-girlfriends and and just puts them in the first two rows? Uh, the uh maybe the first four or five rows. But, yeah. <laughs> just as long as Jessica Biel and Minka Kelly are up front oh, so man. the cameras get a good look. That's all that's all I care about. Um so um um so do you ever see yourself going back for an induction ceremony? Do you think oh. Yeah, John yeah. Smoltz would ring you out or is next year too soon? Too uh, soon.
1: next year might be too soon. I'm not sure Smoltz gets in next year. Uh he cert- they the boys certainly were uh you know, trying to you know do what they could next year and there was a chant coming up right around me that uh, at one point uh Smoltz won 1-5, Smoltz and 1-5. Uh <laughs> the uh but I'm not certain that he gets in next year because
0: it's a very crowded field. Yeah. And what about Chipper's year? First of all, do you see Chipper as first year? Yes. Yeah. Uh,
1: And I believe Chipper deserves to get get in. But uh, I'm not – and I'm not one of these people that look at uh, with a certain reverence toward – First year inductees, and there's like a big deal. I mean, even Thomas uh, mentioned something in the speech about being a first year inductee. Uh, but the uh, I don't know that Chipper. Part of the reason he gets in is because he, where he ranks as a switch hitter and where he ranks as a third baseman. Well, I don't mean you're. It just means there haven't been as many good third basemen. You know? Uh there haven't been that many switch hitters. Uh I don't have any problem with Chipper getting in, you know, uh right away, but I'm not so sure he gets in first year. Or Smoles.
0: Yeah. Uh their first year in my book. <laughs> well good deal, good deal. Um so uh Braves are on their west coast trip right now. Um, last night they get pounded by the Dodgers. Um, it's going to be a rough time in Dodger land right now. It really is. Um, but uh, the, the <laughs> uh, arguably the biggest moment from last night is Vin Scully getting uh, announced as he'll be back for his 60th, 66th season in the booth. How do you feel about that? I feel it is, and, and I talked
1: a lot about this this weekend, uh, Vin Scully doesn't have a vote for the Hall of Fame. How I don't know that there is a person in America, uh a person alive that is more deserving of a Hall of Fame vote than Ben Scully. Who has seen more games than Ben Scully in every era and every you
0: know uh They but, said it on the broadcast last night, he's broadcast through twelve presidential administrations. Right. I mean he was there with Red Barber in Brooklyn.
1: Uh <laughs> And you know, he was there when Jackie Robinson broke in and stuff. I mean, he's been there forever, and he doesn't have a vote for the Hall of Fame. Yet we have people that are news correspondents in Croatia that haven't been in the United States in 10 years, and they get a vote for the Hall of Fame because that's how they started off. Now, I understand that it's the Baseball Writers Association that does this, but you're going to tell me that uh, and And that's baseball writers and it's of print today some of the most significant uh Baseball analysts are bloggers, uh, but they don't count. They're not part of the Baseball Writers Association, and announcers. that think that the Jack Bucks and Harry Carey's, not that Harry, uh, and Vince <laughs> Scullys and these people didn't ever get a vote. You don't think, you know, they and and are you going to question Vince Scully's integrity in this stuff? Uh, the uh, whenever I think of Vince Scully, I think of a. Uh, the greatest announcer alive and B uh the he should be voting for the Hall of Fame. I would take his vote, period. You don't have to have everybody else. Just take <laughs> Vin's vote.
0: <laughs> Vin, who's in the Hall of Fame this year? Well <laughs> right <laughs> you gotta look at the big hurt. Um and uh you know to that degree, speaking of big hurt, the Hawk. The Hawk, I would I would trust his vote, you can put that one on the board as well. I don't know. Um I couldn't have too many pitchers in there. <laughs> so, well we have the uh the trade deadline tomorrow, um the 31st. Um what big moves do you see happening? Do you see Lester going to the Cardinals as is rumored? Does David Price move even though the Rays are back on uh, uh they've been I think it's 10 out of the last 12 they've won and Price is one until today. His last six starts. Uh, I think Price will stay. Uh, the
1: Red Sox, if they can rape somebody, uh, <laughs> will get rid of Lester.
0: Yeah, um, you know the Dodgers uh, were right there, uh, according to the MLB Network, and apparently the card or uh, the Red Sox wanted all three of their top prospects, which has been known to not to be off limits. So, but could you imagine? A Kershaw, Greeny, Lester, and then behind that Ryu, and then in an emergency <laughs> coming out of the bullpen, Beckett.
1: Uh, Beckett's been better this year, uh, and I think Rio is better than Lester. Uh, there you go. The uh, but no, I mean the Dodgers aren't going to give up this sort of stuff. They don't need Lester. They've caught the Giants. They're going to pass them. They're going to be there at the end. They already and, have.
0: They're in first now. Oh,
1: I know. I mean, uh, they've passed them, and I don't see the Giants catching them. So, uh, why do they need Lester, uh at this point at the extent of giving up all those prospects?
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely not. They definitely don't need it. Um, the Braves. Um, any moves for the Braves? No. None whatsoever. <laughs> no. If it
1: is, it's going to be minor. Uh, we uh pick up somebody's
0: double a left-handed reliever yeah and uh do you think um lester to the cardinals um is that a um i mean do the cardinals need john lester um i would it say it would help t- the cardinals a lot more than it would help the dodgers yeah it's a, I, I for no other reason than to compete with said dodgers come october All right All right. Well, Coach, great stuff. Glad you had such a a magical time in Cooperstown. And, uh, folks, thank you so much for listening uh, on iTunes and on SoundCloud, SoundCloud. This has been Running the Bases coming in the third. Thank you, Coach. Good night. Good night.